Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, friends. This is your host here at the K-Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. This is psychologist Dr. Deb Carlin, and it is a gorgeous summer day. But you know what? What day isn't gorgeous? As you've heard me say before, and if you haven't heard it before because this is your first time visiting us, think about this for a minute. The only time that we should be lamenting the weather is when we're not experiencing it because we have this amazing blessing see and feel and hear and smell and touch and be in the midst of this world of ours. And the way the weather comes to us is always a gift. So whether it's sunshine or it's overcast, it's rain or it's dry, if you are enjoying it, no matter what it is, imagine how that influences your spirit and your mood and your perspective. So... Do what my mother taught me as a kid. This will make you roll your eyes because it's going to sound like I'm in first grade again. And by the way, that was probably my most favorite grade, so I don't mind. Turn your frown upside down. (laughs) I know it sounds so stupid to say that, but it's a good trick. And if you say it and you start to laugh a little bit, great. And if you say it and you get crabby, then go look at yourself in the mirror and say it again because I guarantee you can't do it three times without laughing. And the point of the K-Factor is to help all of our listeners find that place of joy inside of each one of us that brings us into a place where we can deliver kindness and also recognize it when it's delivered to us. The show is always sponsored by Partners in Excellence, where we really reach to be the very best version of ourselves in our personal life and in our business life because life is good. Let's make the best of it and work together to make it all happen. I have a really wonderful guest yet again here today. I have Margaret Martin, who is also known as Margie. And I met Margie, delightful gal, while I was doing a book signing over at our Mutual Health and Spa Club, which is the Wellbridge Athletic Club here in St. Louis, Missouri. They're based out of Denver, and they are a rock-solid, fabulous corporation that sets up these beautiful facilities for people to come in and exercise comfortably and and be safe and have a nice locker room and steams and pools and great trainers and beautiful staff that's kind. And, of course, I'm a member there. I mean, they got the K-Factor going on in a big way. And I've been doing book gifting over at my club that I've been at for 20 years. And I meet the most wonderful people. And Margie was there, 
And we had a great conversation, and she took my book home with her and snuggled in and read it. It was a blustery January, and then called me several months later to let me know that it was a groovy experience. So we're going to talk about that today, but you know the theme for today with her is your fiscal comfort zone, because this skill, wow. I mean, she looks innocent enough. Blonde hair, blue-eyed beauty, and yet she is a little rock star powerhouse, in my opinion, in her industry, which has been in insurance and also financial planning. And when I talk to her, I get really inspired about what I can do with my money, my abundance of it, my lack of it, my planning of it, because, you know, a life well lived is a life that's planned and blueprinted, not by happenstance. So, Margie, thanks a million for being with us today. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me, Dr. Doug. It's so great to be with you today. Yeah, we have a good time every time we, we get together, don't we? We do. I feel like I've known you for so long, and I know it's only, it's only been a few meetings. But I know. It's just been awesome. It's been a groovy experience. It like has been. Yeah, it has been. Groovy is one of our favorite mutual sure words. I love that word. And, you know, I think the reason that we both feel that way is because neither one of us feels the need to put up any pretenses. Absolutely. It's just person to person, deep to deep, heart to heart, whether it's business that we're talking about or personal that we're talking about. Exactly. And by the way, how do you tease the two apart? You know, sometimes there's a fine line, but yeah. I feel that if you are genuine, you know, with people and honest, everything else falls in place. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really fascinated about you is you started in the industry a while ago. Yes, 15 years ago. Yes. And tell us how it all got started. Sure, sure. Well, my uh, oldest daughter now, who actually is an uh, engineering, architectural engineering yeah. student yeah. in University of Missouri, uh, St. Louis and Rollo. Yeah, that's so amazing. Oh, she's been really working so hard. But when she was just getting ready to start grade school, mm-hmm. I decided that, you know, I really needed to get into the workforce. And I thought about the financial planning, the insurance industry. Right. And, I, you know, I went ahead, I studied. I had gotten my uh, my securities license back then mm-hmm. and started interviewing and, um, you know, just, just got, you know, got my, kind of got my feet wet. Didn't really, really know exactly at first what I was In doing. In one agency. Yes, yes. So you got, you got your securities licenses, which is what people need to do in order to be able to sell insurance policies because it's a regulated industry. Okay, right. so you did that and you and you went into interview mode and went out and talked to some people and landed at one particular place and Absolutely. started getting trained. Yes. And yes. learning about what the heck is all this about. Yes. yes. Now that I'm live, no longer in the book. <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah, right, now what? It was pretty tough at first. Yeah, right. You know, just like I say, just kind of getting my feet wet. Right. But I, I did start at a very, very reputable financial planning company in okay. the Creek Creek Corps area. Okay. And like I say, it was very tough. I was there for a little, little under two years. Did not, like I say, really know what I was getting myself into. Right. Very, very tough. So in the Creve Corps area, since we're an international exposure here, that just means a little niche area in the St. Louis community. Right, right. Still St. Louis County. Right. Yes, yes. 
And, you know, at the time, there weren't really a whole lot of women in the financial planning industry. Yeah, right. And now, looking, you know, 15 years later, wow, that's really changed. And right. I, and, I'm, and I'm really glad to see it. Yeah. But, yeah, after my first couple of years, um, I did get recruited with another uh, financial planning company that also is a major property casualty uh, insurance carrier. Now, this is interesting because I don't think that most people really recognize that a lot of times when they go to an insurance broker, Mm -hmm. that broker may or may not be doing just insurance. They may be doing insurance within a larger house, that is financial planning, and insurance is one avenue, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. So you went from strictly insurance, and what kind of insurance policies were you offering? Well, when I when I got had gotten recruited to the second, you know, company. How about when um, you first started? The, the first company was strict, uh, strictly financial planning. Oh, it was financial yes, planning. Yes, financial okay. planning. But the next company did uh, offer the financial planning as well as property casualty. Okay. So... Yeah. And and property casualty, educate our listeners a little bit, means what? Oh, property casualty, uh, property would be homes, uh-huh. and then the casualty would, would, would be autos. Okay. So home and auto insurance. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. And so when you moved into that, to that second mm-hmm. um, corporation, yes. organization, yes. um, you then were putting your feet in two different worlds. Ooh, that was really tough. Well, it was it's back, back then when I had gotten recruited to the second, you know, major property casualty and, and financial company, right. they had wanted, uh, the major insurance carriers had wanted their property casualty insurance agents to also get on board and get their securities license and then also offer financial planning. So it was kind of going into two different avenues. So more school. Yes. More testing. More testing. More money. More money. (laughs) And, yeah, exactly. And, you know, kind of open yourself into more avenues. Yeah. It it can, you know, can have its good points and its bad points. It's like having a little banquet table to a big, huge spread. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, um, you know, I I made the plunge. I um, was offered a a major uh, insurance uh, agency position with a major property casualty company in in the greater St. Louis area. Yeah. Uh, because there there were over 40 agents that were up for inheriting uh, a retired agent's book yeah. of business, but none of them had their securities license. Wow! And the the you know the company did give them you know there were a few few uh, recruits you know that were up for the um, so they had opportunity. Know, they had opportunity, but you already did it. I already had my securities license, oh, and goodness. and all I did was to be honest with you, uh, Dr. Deb, I you know I just I just took about an extra month on the side. And had gotten my uh, property casualty home home and auto insurance license. You can just go online, <laughs> did that, and walked into this huge, you know, two thousand plus book of um, of business. That's amazing. And uh, you know, like I say, it was very very tough. I, I loved it, but I you know I had to get get extra right. staff, you know, right. get extra help because it was it was a lot more right. than what I was. It's into. a gift that comes with many moving parts. It's like if somebody gifts you a Mercedes Benz. Everybody else goes, wow, that's so great. Okay, it's kind of like when people go on game shows or on the Oprah Winfrey show and she gives them a car and then they don't realize they have to pay a personal property tax. Right. Even if somebody pays your personal property tax on the Benz, you've got to pay for the upkeep and the maintenance and Exactly. That's a great way of putting it into perspective. Yeah. So you took on 
massive opportunity Ooh. and massive organizational yes. bewilderment. Yes. Yeah, let's not call it stress. Let's call it bewilderment. Bewilderment is a very good word yeah, to yeah. describe it. Absolutely. Yeah. Joyful stress. It was joyful <laughs> stress. I, I enjoyed what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, got to talk to a lot of fascinating people. And help a lot of people improve their lives, not you know, not just on their you know auto and home insurance, but on on their financial side. Because I'll, I'll, this book that I inherited, yeah. since the agent uh, that had retired, you know, didn't have his securities license, he never sat down with these clients to offer them financial planning. A lot of okay. them didn't even have life insurance, so wow. I was able to help them. And you know, the companies offer the auto, home, life insurance discount. Now, so. isn't it interesting that? Um, there's these different ways of doing the business. And I can understand that somebody says, you know what, I'm going to do property and casual. I'm going to go casual, casualty. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to go in. I don't want to over-push people or feel like I'm overselling. And I can understand that. But then there's the other part of it, and, I, and I've really gotten a strong sense of this in our communications, is that you look at your clients and you want to have a holistic picture Absolutely. to offer to them. And so the company that you're with now offers this wonderful basket of here's everything that we've got, and you're not trying to do it solo. Right. You've got this whole collaborative team that says, yes. you know what, we've had the people fill out this information. Right. We know what their circumstances now. We know what the projections are. We know something about their history. Right. And we know what they really want. And then we have our collective wisdom. Let's see, according to what we understand about their risk tolerance, sure. What can we do? And that does feel holistic for you, doesn't it? It is. It's it's very gratifying. And like I say, to me, it's a win-win because the client wins and myself as the advisor wins. You know, and. Everyone is happy, so it's just a great experience. So, um, you now have moved into this new company, and and how did it change from where you were when you were stepping into both worlds, financial planning and property casualty? Sure, sure. Well, and that's where Dr. Deb. I know we kind of discussed this a little while back, yeah, yeah. but that's where your book came into play. <laughs> it really did. It, it it really put my life into a very simple, holistic perspective. After I read your book back in January, yeah. I decided the current company that I was with, you know, that offered the property casualty right. and financial planning, right. I decided not to renew my contract with them yeah. and go on to the company that, that I am staying with now that just offers solely, it's just solely financial planning. Wow. You know, it's just, like I say, a very holistic, very unique approach, very unique that I found with over 15 years working for some very awesome top-rated companies, uh, A-plus rated. So um, I have two questions for you, and I'll ask them to you one at a time. First of all, describe for our our listeners what was it that happened in January when you were reading the book? What was it about the book that, that was pivotal for you that made it feel like it was really helpful? Sure. For me, and like I say, I'm not afraid to tell my age. I'm, I'm 51 <laughs> years old, you know. So I'm, I'm and a that, gorgeous 51, oh, friend. You're, you're too kind. You, you as well, Dr. Deb. <laughs> but I, I tell you, you know, after reading your book, it yeah. just put things in a very simple perspective. Uh, One of the things that you highlight in the book, yeah. you mentioned that it's never too late in life to make a career or slightly focused 
your career path, your your yeah, job. Right. And I thought, well, my gosh, this this is this is easy. It's not too late. I mean, I hope I'm 51. Sometimes I feel like I'm 100 certain days, you know. But, I mean, it just puts things in a simple perspective right. to, Good. you know, go ahead and finally, because, you know, over the last 15 years, Dr. Deb, you know, I feel like I've been kind of teeter-tottering. Yes. Uh, property casualty, financial planning, right. you know, which one or both. And I thought, you know, my heart is in the financial planning side. Yeah. I love, you know, sitting down with people, you know, a lot of times with, with the company I'm with now, yeah. you know, it's just sitting down with them. A lot of times it's just validating what they already have and say, right. you know what, no, no charge, you know, just our time. You are fine with what you have, you know. Think of me in the future if there's anything else, you know, I can help you with or if you want to, you know, anyone that comes to mind that I, you know, could help out. So how Great. complicated it is, what I was able to do for you is I jumped off the pages Yes. with say, it's not it's not as complicated as what you're making it. Exactly. Go with your passion, go yes. with your heart. Yes. And take a leap of faith. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's exactly it was like bouncing off the pages at me. It was I almost like that. my name was in there. Margie, are you listening? <laughs> you know, read this a little more carefully. You know, you need it. You need to do this, you know, oh, and, and, and that's that. exactly what happened. Oh, that's fabulous. Very simple, you know, and so, so I, I gave you, a, you know, a review on the book. You know, yeah. I kind of read it because it, it did Thank it you. did mention that, and I thought, of course, and I thought, you know, she's local. I'd like to meet with her, and got my wish. Has right, got exactly. Got a few times. It's, yeah, because you know. we got together at the book signing yes. where I met you, mm-hmm. and, and um, then – there was a period of a few months, and then you reached out and made the connection. And, I and I mean, it's always wonderful to hear from people. Well, sure. thank you for sharing that. So sure. Now, um, when you walked into this company, yes. um, explain for our listeners so that they can get more sophisticated and comfortable with the world of financial Planning. When you're saying that you loved doing the insurance and the financial planning, and now you're saying that you really love doing the financial planning, that still involves making sure that people have the right insurance. Oh, sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's just that you're not having to to be in a dichotomous world. Right. You got right. it all pulled together. Right. Okay. Right. Great. And you know, and I still, Dr. Deb, over the years, I, I'm still kind of known as the insurance lady, auto and home <laughs> insurance. Hey, the insurance lady, I need some more insurance. You know. And I'll get calls, and I'll say, oh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm strictly in the financial side, but I have a few clients who also run uh, insurance brokerage companies. Where oh, all, all they do is they sit down so the network and, is and you know, get them the best price. And so, you know, when I do have people approach me, I'm still able to take care of them, Fabulous. you know, through, through, through my sources. So. Well, and that's what we all want, because who wants to pick up the yellow pages, Yes, whether it's the old-fashioned kind that you actually touch in paper, right. or go on the Internet and try to find who's going to be reputable to right. protect your most valuable, tangible assets. That's really scary. Absolutely. So tell us what you do when when somebody comes mm-hmm. to you and they say, okay, what now what? I'm here. I mm-hmm. I need a financial planner because it seems like a good idea. Sure. I read. I read. Build the strength within, and and sure. and there's conversation about fiscal comfort zone. What right. Do I right. Do? Right. What do I right. Do? Sure. Sure. So tell us what the process is. Sure. Sure. And you know, with each client, it's always confidential. Yes. Very. Very private. Very intimate. Good. The client either meets meets with me at my office, which okay. is in the Chesterfield area, really easy access, or we meet at their home. A lot okay. of clients 
have busy, very busy schedules, and they prefer that I come right. to their home, which would be And then fine. they, they yeah. just also feel like it's super private then. Absolutely. Right. Super Absolutely. private. Absolutely. Right. Okay. And, you know, part of the process is we have like a little, it's a financial pyramid. I think I, I showed it to you on, on one of our, our meetings. Yeah. A little, little colorful pyramid that just shows what, you know, what we focus on, you okay. know, foundation strategy, you know, middle strategy for your planning, your 401Ks. And then the top of the line, wealth building, estate preservation. Mm-hmm. We, we show we show the client this this you know confidential financial pyramid, mm-hmm. and usually they'll point to a couple of areas on the pyramid and say, you know, I need help with this, and I know I don't have enough of this, and you know that that kind of gives us a little uh, little um, inkling of of how we can proceed. Okay. Um, and then after we address their concerns through that pyramid. We have a uh, very, you know, very unique confidential fact finder that we take the client through where, you know, we, we have them answer all the questions. And mm-hmm. Like I say, it's always very confidential because it's very personal, intimate, yeah. financial, private information. Right, you right. Know. Once we get that, that, you know, that meeting can usually take a, a good hour. If the client wants us to stay longer, fine, you know, um, but a lot of times the first hour kind of, almost gets overwhelming if we go past that because there's so much information that we're, you know, going through. So that's usually the first meeting. And then pretty much is is my homework after that first meeting. I get together, and like I say, I have have other advisors, which is very unique with our company, that we go to, and we, we sit down and prepare these plans together. And, and show show the client then on, on the next meeting, you know. So <clears throat> help us understand, when you say that you've got these other advisors, mm-hmm. do you all have a different particular talent? Absolutely. And so that's why the collaboration works? Absolutely. Uh, a lot of times it will just be myself, you know, that will work up the plans, but a lot of times if we have, let's say, a lawyer uh, profession, uh, teacher, we we have other advisors that have been working with, let's say, you know, the teaching profession I or uh, different law, you know, lawyers at at certain law firms. So and there's we, a theme. Yes, lawyers have particular deals. Teachers have particular right. deals. Physicians, dentists. Right. And then all the people who might be listening who aren't in any of those, everybody's got their own story. Absolutely. And then there's probably people who in your group of advisors deal with people who have got really enormous wealth and then people who maybe who have have really looked at dealing with people who are really in the middle class. Sure. And then um, do you have some people who even specialize in being part of what has been called the sandwich generation? Yes, we do. Yeah, and that's that really gets tricky too because maybe – they need to be considering their immediate situation, what their inheritance is going to be and how they're going to deal with that, and then how do they take care of their legacy in terms of their children. Absolutely. Okay, so you really do holistic. I mean, this is lifespan. It really is. Multi-generational. Right, and that's that's why, like I say, we're one of the only firms that offer this holistic, comprehensive type of planning. Oh, very, very unique. So yeah. tell me, we you talked about the pyramid, but um, let's go through psychologically what, when somebody comes to you, mm-hmm. are you looking at their bank accounts? Well, after the uh, first meeting, sometimes on the second meeting, yeah. that all comes out when we uh, take a fact finder. 
Okay. Because the fact finder is going to ask for all that information. Yeah. And that's the only way that we can really put together a complete, comprehensive, holistic, you know, plan, you know, based, based on that information. So you don't get access to people's accounts. You're asking people to be honest and right. and report what their current financial situation is. How much are you making each year? Um, how much do you have in the bank? And um, maybe what are your tax returns? Absolutely. And Absolutely. sharing your tax returns. Right, right. Exactly. And then and then and then building on that, mm-hmm. what have you got in the way of investments? Mm-hmm. And then and then building on that, what are all your assets in terms of properties? And what is your indebtedness? Oh, absolutely. We we actually part part of our fact finder, which yeah. is really unique. Yeah. It actually has a page that is strictly budgeting. You know what? You know, and just to keep it very simple. And like I say, I I like things simple, Doctor Deb. You yeah. Know, just, you know what? You know what? What are my outgoing expenses? You mm-hmm. know that I have to pay. And mm-hmm. what are my discretionary expenses? What right. are things that you know? When I retire, maybe I I want to you know pay this much for the golf club. You know you know golf you know you know belonging to a golf or a health club, you know, that right. sort of thing. So you get, you know, your necessary expenses, your discretionary expenses, your income, all of that, like I say, there there is a special page devoted in the financial uh, questionnaire, effect finder, that asks for the budget. Um, and, and at first, you know, we're, we're pretty much asking the client, to the best of their knowledge, to fill this up. Mm-hmm. And based on that, that information, when we, we revisit again and we put together our, you know, unique um, – Plan that mm-hmm. is absolutely at no cost. Other financial planning companies do charge a fee. We do not. Mm-hmm. There's no fee. You know, like I say, just just the time you know spent to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, once you know, as a result, we show them an actual comprehensive plan. Um, if they want to elect on anything, we we do it at some point. Need to get you know statements of verification to show based on what they had, and that's just for their their safeguard too, just to make right. sure they didn't overshoot or undershoot. Right you know, what what they had on the plan. So know. psychologically and you know I'll always bring it back to this. Oh I'll bet <laughs> makes sense. Um psychologically when people are having to do that exercise, mm-hmm. do you find that people are not in a in a fiscally comfortable place? Yes. Like they get really uncomfortable, like I had no idea or yes. I don't want to do this. Yes. Or you're dealing with a with a married couple, and mm-hmm. one is saying, "We got to know this." The other's right. going, "Okay, shut up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Run into it all the time, like you say. You you mentioned married couples. Yeah. We we always suggest that when we meet, that it's with both spouses. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll get we're just just the husband wants to meet, yeah. or just the wife wants to meet, and you know. It's just really second-guessing unless right. you have them both in front of you. Right. And it, it can be, Dr. Deb. It, it can, you know, it, sometimes it's a reality check. Right, you know? yeah. These, these, you know, clients do do want to get something done and want to get things moving in the right direction. Right. But sometimes the truth can kind of hurt initially. But, yeah. we're, you know, we, we have different, you know, tools and methods based, based on that information to kind of soften the blow. Right. To kind of, you know, put them more at ease. Well, you know, it's interesting because in my work, um, sometimes when I'm working with couples, I've been I've been in the position where um it seems like it's the second or third wife. Oh, okay. And the man is deep pocketed. Sure. And she would really like to know. Sure. What's the what what what? And somehow this wasn't all she-
start on the front end before the marriage took place. And so she will pursue a relationship with financial planners to come in yes. to try to open up the can. Right. And the husband is sitting there thinking, I know exactly what you're trying to do. Right, right. It can it can be tough. It can you be know, really right. excruciating. Right, right. So in those circumstances, do you have ways to try to relax people, to understand this is not a threat? We're all in this together. The two of you are certainly in it together. How can we serve you? Sure, sure. And, you know, we, we run into that a lot. It, it can be very, very tough situation. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, I think a psychologist would be good <laughs> to come in, even though these, Here are, I am. these are confidential. <laughs> I completely like <laughs> confidentiality. But, you know, I know we had talked about yeah. uh, having you come speak at, at one of our venues. Absolutely. Which, which would really, that that would work because the different advisors, we yeah. would all, you know, promote you to come out and speak right. and promote your book. And the different office advisors would bring our clients that that fit into that category. Yeah. And you know they're there, and it's all you know we're all in this together. So right, it, it does kind of soften the blow. So you know something to that nature. So is there is there a a part of your training where is there talking about the ways in which there are issues and standards because this is a regulated industry. Sure. Do they teach you all the psychology of how to deal with the people? You know, there is what they call a psychology to that it, with, yeah. with the company that I am with now. And, yeah. and this company, they, they've been around since 1850. They're, yeah. they're one of the few A-plus rated companies. Okay. Uh, but in my past, over the last 15 years, they were always my biggest competitor when I would lose mm-hmm. a very high net worth, high dollar you know, financial mm-hmm. planning case. They would go to this company, and I thought in my head too that was another thing. You know, gosh, you know, I may as well join the competition if I can't beat them. Yeah, you know? right, exactly. So, so they they do they do address that. Did the other companies that you've been with address this? Not really, not really. So there was no formal training. No, though? no. Wow. Uh, as, as far as a psychology, they kind of called it a psychology of, of you know of being able to you know a soft approach. And the other companies yeah. that I've been with over the last 15 years, they really didn't offer that, you know. You yeah. know, we need a soft approach always yes. so that people don't feel like we're hammering them. But we also need to be confident and Absolutely. know how to be direct with people. Right, right. Because how often do you, in your line of work, see people, have them expose everything, and they're just, in a really uncomfortable position, and you think to yourself, oh, my goodness. Right, right. Does that happen very often? It does, but, you know, with the company I'm with now and yeah. their approach being so unique, yeah. the first meeting, none of us advisors are ever encouraged to sit down or pull out a fact finder and start gathering that. It's first to kind of get to know the client. Yeah. You know, about the, the only thing, we, we show them the financial pyramid to show them what we do focus on, what we do try to help them with, and just to find out if there's any of these avenues that they would like our help on. Yeah. But really, the fir- the first meeting is really just getting to know the client. Yeah. You know, find out you know what what are their goals and dreams. You know, what what excites them, what motivates them. You know, what you know what do they want to achieve? A lot of them are are thinking about retiring here soon, and they're a little reluctant, mm-hmm. or not sure if they were, should retire as soon as they <laughs> they were planning. Right. You know? Right. So, you know, like I say, the, fir- the first meeting is really just, just getting to know the client and not really 
you know, um, putting a whole lot of uh, paperwork in front right, of them. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, that's interesting because um, when I first began my career as a psychologist and sure. I was going out and I was doing speaking engagements, mm-hmm. one of the very first things that I had somebody coach me about was they said the very first rule in speaking is not to, not to think, oh, well, I've got my information. I know what I'm talking about. I'm right. not going to go out there and talk about it. Right. No, the first rule of thumb is know your audience. Absolutely. And that's exactly what you're describing. That's exactly right. So then, you know, it's sort of like being a chef. Right. You have to know what the palate is of who it is you're going to serve. That's a great <laughs> comparison. I like how you put things into perspective. It really helps me because it's a great way of looking at it. But that's exactly true. Yeah. That's what I'm getting a sense of as you're, as you're describing this. So I'm thinking... You, you know, as an industry professional, how excruciating financial matters are. Oh, and yes. by the way, this is one of the things that I that I tell people, mm-hmm. both in my book and in my work, and I and I absolutely know this. Sure. You can have a big amount of money that people look at, and they see those decimal points and zeros, and they think, wow, right. your life must be spectacular. If only I had that. Mm-hmm. And then they have this big <laughs> screen of all the things that that would mean. They'd be happy and healthy and they have friends, and the list goes on and on and on. Right. And in reality, mm-hmm. when you have that, your stress is not gone. Your stress is compounded because of the responsibility that you've taken on, exactly the accountability that yes. you now have, and whether you have integrity or not. Right. You think about all the things that you want to do with the money, mm-hmm. the good you want to do, the legacy you want to establish, right. who you want to pay off, who you want to get rid of. I mean, there's just <laughs> there is it's there's endless. a long it, it is endless, yes. isn't it? Yes. But people don't think about that, right. do they? They don't. <clears throat> so would you say that in terms of fiscal comfort zone is the mm-hmm. topic, sure. do you do you see just as many people struggling who have abundance as those who have a lack? I do. You know, Dr. Deb, it kind of goes in all different directions. It really does. Wow. Um, you know, it's everyone is just, every situation, every person is just so unique. Yeah. And and like I say, that that's what makes what makes my job so fascinating. Yeah, I, that's why so I love intriguing. it. So it's very intriguing. So tell us um <laughs> one of the things people really love is when we give them some tips. Sure. So tell us three tips. Okay. For people if they decide listening to this mm-hmm. this very day, you want to turn your life around and you want to reach your fiscal comfort level and Absolutely. get into the zone. Sure. What are the three things that they ought to do? Sure. And and these are, I'll put this in really simple terms. Okay. You know, one, just make sure that they have a budget. If they don't, you know, get one prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, find find out what, what you know, what all is, is going out. You know, a lot, lot of people, they're, they're, you know, working so hard and they feel like they don't have enough time to enjoy, you know, life. Yeah. You know, find out what, you know, what are all your expenses? I mean, we just, just as an example on, on that aspect, when we go through uh, financial plans, we find out people order a lot of pizzas, you know, and that, it sounds silly. It you sounds can spend hundreds of dollars yeah, a month. It's 
uh, you know, just cutting back something like that, the, the yeah. pizzas, you know, not not to bash the Starbucks, but, you know, different types of coffee. Right. That all adds up. We, we've had people cut back on their cable bill. You know, we've right. had people you know, spending, you know, two, $300 a month just right. on cable, and they're, I mean, there's there's other avenues. There's Netflix. I mean, right. you know, there's just, you know, and it, it sounds really, you know, uh, you know, Trivial, funny, you know, if you will, but everything has up. But but those are things that you know we we have just just simple little terms in in, in that avenue where uh, we have made major changes in in people's financial lives just by by pointing that out to them after they you know once they they filled out you know we filled out the fact finder right. and there's that page on the budget we found out a lot a lot of people families you know. Don't really list what what is what is and their people budget. get surprised, don't they? Yeah, I know when I when I work with people on their fiscal comfort zone and I ask them to just sure. just let's sit here and talk and think about it. I've had people. I had one guy who realized he was he was spending <laughs> over three hundred dollars a month on coffee drinks, and he said, "I had no idea. I just had no idea." We, we run into that. You on know, just takes the ATM card and swipes it all the time. And I said, let's just bring three months worth of bank statements, yes. and let's just look at it. I'm exactly. not a financial planner, but I, you know, we'll just look at what's in black and white and see what you're exactly. doing. Exactly. And it, and it can be stunning. Okay, so that's tip number one. That, that's tip number one. Okay. Uh, tip number two. I always tell clients, you know, you know, I, I deal with a lot of clients that you know that already have a financial planner, which, which is great. What we offer is is like a second look, if you will. Yes. You know, uh, a second opinion I, is I always really, good. I really, you know, because we're, you know, we are never trying to replace some, someone's relationship with their current financial mm-hmm, advisor. Mm-hmm. We really, like, say, on on the other, you know, turn of that though, there's a lot of clients that when you bring that up, they're like, well, you know, my financial advisor never really sat down with me or or talked to me. Sure. And and that's that's great if if they, you know, if they're interested. But like right. I say, a lot of times. All we're looking to do, validate what they currently have in place. Mm-hmm. We might have a few little tweaks here and there that may, you know, that we may offer that their current financial advisor is not offering. Right. Just, just to kind of complement what they already have. We're, we're never ever trying to replace. Imagine. Their, you know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you here for a sure. second. Imagine if all the people who were the clients of Bernie Madoff. Mm. Yeah. would have taken the time to do step number two. Yes. You know, I was yeah. watching um, Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. on Super Soul Sunday sure. a couple weeks ago, and she had the world-renowned, precious author, mm-hmm. Auschwitz survivor, Ellie Wiesel on. Okay. And he's in his late 80s. He might be in his early 90s now. Mm. And... He, she got him talking about his financial world sure. and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Well, they started talking about forgiveness of okay. the Nazis because his whole family was wiped out at wow. Auschwitz and he oh, was boy. a prisoner. Mm. But they started talking about forgiveness and she said, there's someone else that you want to talk about here that we had talked about before the right. interview in terms of forgiveness. And he said, yes, Bernie Madoff. Wow. This million dollars. Mm. It was his entire estate. And he said, and I am fortunate that in my 80s, my publishers love me and they're willing to give me advances so I can keep working. That's powerful. What if 
What would have happened if another financial advisor would have taken a look? Would they have been able to see, or is that questionable? You know, that's questionable, but that, that's a very good, valid point, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Deb, because, you know, if, if people did do that, mm-hmm. I think, you know, perhaps he, you know, may have not uh, ruined so many people's financial lives. At least if enough people would have done it, maybe somebody would have said something or he would have started to think, uh-oh, or yes, something. Absolutely. It, it's just, it, it, it just it's, it's hard to even comprehend that this man, you know, got away with the... Yeah, that uh, all that happened. Uh, and, and, and that is, you know, a lot of people, uh, it, it, it's kind of hurt, you know, financial advisors' reputation. I bet. So, you know, like I say, when, when you have certain, you know, bad apples in that case, which is well, pretty, pretty rotten to the core there. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, on point number two here, getting sure. a second review, tell us how does how has the issue of the reality of a Bernie Madoff out there in the world impacted you as a financial planner? What has that done? How hmm. how do people behave? People are very very reluctant. Very. Um, you know, and I think I've been fortunate enough because I've been in the business for 15 years. Yeah. Pretty much my business is, is built on referrals. Yeah. And, and knowing a lot of people in my prior uh, businesses. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of advisors, you know, graduate from college and they have, you know, great, great degrees and they, they you know, get their securities license. Yeah. And they really have a hard time getting, beca- started. getting, getting started because they almost have to kind of uh, – you know, cold call people, you know, get get to build those relationships. And with the people like you mentioned, the Bernie Madoffs out there, you know, that's that's instilled in the back of people's minds. Yeah, horrible competition. It's tough. Do people ask you, how can you demonstrate to me that you're not fraudulent like Bernie Madoff? Sure, sure. And and what is that? This this is a real teachable moment for our listeners. What are the safeguards that are in place so that people can know that they're with Somebody who's reputable. Sure, sure. Well, first, in, investigate that that person. You know that advisor's name. Now nowadays, you can just Google that advisor's right, name. Right. And um, the the very top A plus rated companies, one that I am you know with now. Yeah. What they do once they hire that advisor on, they uh, at at their own cost, they create a website. A personal website, you know, business website for for that advisor, uh-huh. where. Uh, like I say, it's myself, I'm on, you know, LinkedIn, you know, business, Facebook. Yeah. And that way, anyone that, that is a little leery and says, well, I want to make sure, you know, my person is, is securities, you know, registered with the securities, what they call FINRA, you know, securities okay. registration, uh, federal, you know, registration, um, that will all show on that agent's, uh, that advisor's uh, biography to okay. the company. Okay. So, um, that way, you know, that, that company, for that company to endorse that advisor, is is huge. Okay. So safeguards. So our guest today, listeners, is Margaret Martin, and you can go on to the social media outlets and find her there. And <clears throat> so they can they can feel more comfortable that you're with an A plus company. Sure. You're not just doing this on your own. Sure. And that that this A plus rated company is A plus because they've taken the time to that all of their agents absolutely and put you through a process with your 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 credit and your police record history right. and your um well hopefully I should say a, a background check 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, that's, that's a good point. And anything, anything security approved yeah. through the FINRA, okay. the federal registration, right. uh, is, is a, we're all, all of us advisors uh, are fingerprinted by the police, local police really? department, like myself, since my office is in Chesterfield. Yeah. I had to go to Chesterfield Police Department. They fingerprint wow. me. Uh, and that, that is before, you know, my uh, company can list me. Interesting. And, and list me as being securities. Uh, you know, they're, they're wow. basically endorsing me. Uh, you know, to make sure, you know, that so I, I have a clear, you know, record, Fabulous. just like all the other advisors that, that you know, that are, are listed through, through their company. And, and that, like I say, that is a complete 100% safeguard to the client. Right. And, you know, with the company, if the company's rated A+, plus, which, like I say, my, my company is, they can research that as well through my, yeah. my you know, bio. Right. Um, that is a 100% safeguard for that client to know that they're, you know, they're completely 100% protected. So people should really, I think one of the reasons why somebody like Bernie Madoff got away with what he did, we've we've seen the made-for-TV movies mm-hmm. and the big screen Hollywood movies where right. someone pretended that they were a physician mm-hmm. and get, or a dentist and they would get away with something fierce. Because right. People say, oh, I know this person. Right. Oh, I know this person. And so nobody even looks for the credentials. Right. Nobody even does the checking. Exactly. And now everyone, you know, most people are so computer savvy. And, and if you don't have a computer, you can go yeah. to the local library, I, right. I'll tell you. Or you can, you know, uh, consult a friend that does have a computer. Right. You can Google that person, right. that firm, that company, and right away, you know, get, get all the statistics. And That's fabulous. Because we really... We want to, I mean, talk about the K factor. This is one of the kindest things that we can do for people. Absolutely. warn them and educate them about how to be smart and then how to be safe. Right. Okay, I love that. Absolutely. And so then the first thing is to figure out your budget. Don't be afraid. Take a look. Numbers coming in, numbers going out. (laughs) <laughs> I know. It's- One column should be longer than the other, and you should have more money coming in than you have going out. And by the way, if it sounds like I'm um, talking down to anybody, I get into these pickles myself. I, I'm thinking, what? Are I you kidding you. me? Yes. Like, how does so much money evaporate I don't like know. that? You know? I don't know. It disappears. Yeah, so we really have to keep it straight. And then um, we're looking at getting a financial advisor mm-hmm. and making sure that you really research this person so right. that you're putting yourself in good hands. And then what's your third tip for us? You know, my third tip would be for a lot of people don't really understand the benefits of whole life insurance. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it is, it is more expensive than the term life insurance. So what does um, whole mean? Whole means that the the insurance builds cash value. Okay. And it's very unique because that cash value, you can borrow against it, um, and, and it's tax-free because it's sheltered in the life insurance. So very unique product. Okay. A lot of people don't really realize the benefits of whole life insurance, mm-hmm. but that's one of the things we, we try to do. You know, with my company, like I say, being in the industry for 15 years, we, we try to we try to uh, let people educate them, you know, yeah. basically on, on the benefits of whole life insurance. So if I took out a policy for a million dollars, how much can I borrow this afternoon? Well, you know, if you just, if you just take it out, it has, it, has to go through, it has to go through some time. Yeah. Well, you know, in life insurance, too, not everyone can qualify. Yeah. You know, how does, how does a person qualify? Well, we, go, we have you go through an underwriting process. Mm-hmm. First, there's an application mm-hmm. that, we, that we complete either, either in paper or uh, on, online. Mm-hmm. 
very, very simple, usually takes 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. We verify your records with, with your physician, um, and then we, we at our, all at our cost, we send what they call a paramed, which is, which is a nurse, that'll come to you at, at the home or the office and verifies, you know, your height and weight, takes a little blood, takes a urine sample. Make sure you're breathing. Right, make sure you're breathing. <laughs> yes, sometimes takes your blood pressure. <laughs> make sure everything's okay. You know, make sure you're the person that, you know, supplying for the life Right, you're not intoxicated smoking yeah. cigarettes when she arrives. You, you got it. Right. You know, go, go through that whole process. That underwriting process can take as, as little as a few weeks may take a little longer if, if there's some information on the confidential uh, doctor's report. Right. So there is, you know, there is a little little bit of lag time there, you know, to get the policy approved. Right. Um, you know, it's it's based on, as far as building the cash value, everything's <coughs> based, based on the person's age uh, because the rates are based on, uh, you know, your age, if you're a smoker or a non-smoker. Actuarial um, data. Little things like that. Yeah. So, you know, um, so what, once that's all into play, there is an illustration based on all that information mm -hmm. that we that we show the client in, you know, when the, in the policy once that's issued, mm -hmm. and it'll show, you know, how, how soon that that cash value starts mm -hmm. growing. Mm -hmm. You know, it does, doesn't happen overnight, but it, it does it does. <clears throat> growing. So people need to understand that when you're talking about whole life, it means putting in an application, not that's a pipe dream, yes. that is, but that is an appropriate reflection of your earning capacity mm. and your, um, your, mm. your, your, your overall wealth situation, the condition of your health, and then you pay into it, so you are buying and, and paying premiums, right. and that's going to be invested on your behalf by the insurance company, and that's why that account grows. Absolutely. It becomes more valuable over time, and what you're talking about is a company that's very old, has a long-standing reputation, has long-standing investments, right. and so they're in a position to really offer good returns. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So That's, you don't have to die to use your life insurance. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's just such a unique uh, tool, and, and a lot of clients that that already have whole life insurance, yeah, they come to us and they and they tell us they they want they want to uh, they want whole life because it's an investment. Like I said, we yeah. we are really not you know authorized to to make that statement. But the the clients that we do have that have you know been, an understanding they, of it, they they really you know when they when they understand the nuts and bolts of it, they really look at they look right. at that as, as an investment. Like I said, we we just we just don't mention that as, as an advisor. So no. so talk about what the difference is then between term life insurance, sure. so people are understanding that. Sure, sure. Term is much <clears throat> more inexpensive, but it's. Just, there's no cash value that, that builds over time. It's just for, as they call it, a term. It mm -hmm. could either be a 10-year plan. Some co companies offer a 15-year uh, plan. Some mm -hmm. plans are 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then the maximum, you know, if your age uh, you know, qualifies, mm -hmm. would be a 30-year plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, once that term is over, it's kind of like the uh, you're, you're both the client and the insurance company is kind of rolling the dice. I, I wonder if I'm going to outlive this policy right. or not. You know, if you go ahead and pay into the policy after it's up, you know, then, you know, you roll the dice, you know, you, you may have paid into it, and, and then that's it. You what, do you, what do you mean when it's up? Well, let, let's say someone got a 10-year mm -hmm. policy, mm -hmm. a 10-year plan. Mm -hmm. 
they, they've paid into it, and let's just say some simple numbers. Let's say you know they're uh, younger in their 20s, and they and they got like $15 a month that they they pay into this because they qualified, you know, because of their age being you know being rather young and they're a non-smoker. Um, they they're paying this let's say $15 a month. Okay. After 10 years, they're still here. That's it. The the policy's up. Now, if so the money that they paid into it was betting on the come. Exactly. That they would drop dead. Exactly. And so they won and lost. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and, on, and on the lighter side. And so if they had a, if they had somebody who was the beneficiary, yes. then they lost. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that, you know, budget-wise, a right. lot of people, they're like, you know. It's very inexpensive most times for term insurance. It, it is. It is. Until you get older, there's thresholds over 30, right. over 30. 40, over 50. Right. It gets more expensive. Exactly. Even if it's term. Yes. Because the risk for the, the risk analysis indicates for the insurance company, well, they got many years behind them with fewer <laughs> in front. So exactly. we know that they're going to go. Exactly. It's just a matter of the when. Right. So we have to be really smart with who we're willing to insure. Absolutely. How long do we think they're going to live? Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and you know, being, like I said, being in the industry for so long, I have actually two two different times in in my in my field, I have delivered a check to a funeral parlor uh, on someone very sad, but you know, someone that uh, actually both of them, in matter of fact, they were um, younger gentlemen. They were both killed in a car accident, and term was all they could afford at the time. Yeah. But you know what? The, um, the spouse for the had enough to pay for the funeral and, and in some cases to pay off their mortgage. You know, they, they did a hundred yeah. or two hundred thousand dollar policy. They were just starting out. They just got married, and you know, tra- really tragedies happen. So in, the, right. in that in that case, that that really did come into play. Right. But like you say, it, it is kind of rolling the dice. You know, right. you're, you're you're paying these premiums. They're very inexpensive. Right. But you know what? After that ten year term, right. if you're still here, that. It, it, you know, it's it's just whereas yeah. whole life is it's kind of like owning a policy, whereas term is almost running a policy. Is oh, what yeah. we kind of we've kind of put in this when we're trying to explain. You know, when we have a lot of customers that are you know clients that are undecided. You know, um, well, even in my budget, I, I I might be able to afford whole life, but you know, I'm thinking more of term. Though I just can't right. see paying that much more. And so we kind of we say, well, do do you want to rent the policy or do you want to own the policy? Only yeah. have, have a little more bells right. and whistles. Right. Paying a little more. But and depending on where a person is, it might be yeah. right at one time of their life and then things change. Absolutely. So those are, so what is the third tip? That, well, I think that was the third third tip is to uh, at least, if, it, if it's not from me, if their current, you know, advisor yeah. that they're working with, to ask them about the uh, whole life insurance. If, if they don't have whole life insurance, mm-hmm. you know, have, have uh, take a look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, re- revisit it. They, they might have a term policy that isn't isn't up yet. They might be able to convert it into a whole life policy. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on different situations, their mm-hmm. age and their and their health. Uh, you know, to to just check into that because the, uh, there are some really awesome benefits Amazing to whole life. Amazing options. Yes. yes. So, <clears throat> in the last few minutes that we have left here, because sure. the hour has just flown by, it's been fun. It has, <laughs> it has been. And you know, to think that you can sit and talk about. Finances, yes. Financial planning, yes. Insurance and your fiscal <laughs> comfort zone, and we're giggling away. And we're laughing. Still. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you know, one of the things that I that I really want to encourage our listeners to understand is, listen, 
I I have had times in my life where I have felt like I was a complete idiot with money. There's been other times when I have, I've, yeah, you too. Me too. And there have been times when I've thought, oh, my gosh, this was brilliant. And yeah. and money is, it's a currency. It's a tool to help us leverage all kinds of things right. to get what we want out of this life. And you can have a long list of what it is. The thing that we have to do that's so excruciating is we have to, we have to figure out where our sweet spot is, what our balance is, right. and who's going to help us achieve it. And yes. and how can we be smart with what money we have and then plan for dry spells and, and when things happen because right. stuff happens. Absolutely. All the time. Unpredictable yes. and just. Wow! Yeah! Wow! Wow! We sometimes call it the "what if," like "what if," "what if this," "what if that." Yeah. You know, you almost, you know, a lot of people don't want to think about that, but you know what? Right. We've had clients come back to us. I wish, I wish you would have stressed yeah. this a little bit more because right. it did happen. Well, we, we, you know, we, we, we stress tried. that point. We try. We yeah. don't want to, you know, overstep our bounds. So there's a fine line, right. you know, with what we, you know, can do. So the one of the one of the most important things I can. I can think of that we can reiterate here from sure. everything that we've said to our listeners in between us. Remember that money is paper and metal. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. In and when we get freaked out and and we're messed up about money, I'm going to plead with you to take the emotion out of it and just try to be factual because we want you healthy and centered and not stressed. And if you're sitting there saying, but I don't have enough money to pay the bills, well, you know what? Worrying about it knits you an eyebrow sweater that you don't need to wear. It's very ugly. Yes. Go ahead and look in the mirror and knit your brows. It looks funky. Yes. So, Margie, you've been terrific here today. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. And for our audience, I'm going to tell you, Margie and I are going to start doing some events together so stay tuned to Blog Talk Radio with K-Factor. And also stay tuned to my website at drdubcarlin.com and all the social media platforms that you can link to from that site so you can stay tuned because we want you healthy, wealthy, and absolutely wise. Thanks, Margie. Thanks, Dr. Dub. You're welcome. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.